Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of 40K Radio. I'm your host, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hi, Matt. It feels like just yesterday we were taping episode 69. Nice. <laughs> and Amy. Hello. And today we are going to talk about Adepticon. We just Woo! got back. We're going to talk about the GW preview and all the cool stuff that we saw and happened at a, and what happened at Adepticon. So since it's Hobby New Year, we'll save that for the next episode and just dive right in. So, what do you guys want to talk about first? The preview. I want to or... talk about how we were wrong. We were just very wrong. Super wrong. Yeah. Well. Okay. It's funny because I was I was wrong on one flagship item, and it turned out to be right on a lot of very specific items. Mm. Like mm-hmm. if you would have asked me what I would have been right on, those were not the things I thought I'd be right about. Right. So right off the bat, the the first first thing you saw in the preview is that Lionel Johnson is back. Heck yeah! As I had actually man. hinted at that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cuz there there's a very lion, lion uh, L Johnson like figure in one of the uh, uh one of the tarots, the Ark of Omen tarot yep. cards. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I went, "Huh. Look at that." And I feel like um it's well, especially right the day before they they posted like a video of a sleeping lion waking up. It's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, got yeah. it." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're but, poking uh, around in the rock. Yeah. It, it there's a lot. Yeah. But um yeah, he he's back. He's an old man. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's not I'm so like, much a lion as a silver fox. <laughs> he was not in stasis. He was just sort of uh, in the middle of the rock. So, um, so reading a really good book. Yeah, he was. Just, you know, he was su- being. I mean, he's a dark ant, right? So he's being super emo. Mm-hmm. And then he decides just to listen to out. the cure on yeah. the feet yeah. for ten thousand yeah. years. <laughs> Um, Dad's dead. <laughs> oh man, everybody, my best friend hates me. Uh. Um, best friend hates me. My dad's dead. No one understands. I'm staying in my room for ten thousand years. <laughs> um, but he, uh, very nice model. He's got two washers in the dark on there, um, yeah. and the four head options. Ooh, lots of. Uh, I I have not decided which one to go with yet. Oh, I know exactly which one I'm going to use if ever I paint a lion. Because I mean, the the old man one is is cool, but so is like the the helmet. Someone uh, made uh, photoshopped a fifth uh, option because you have, like, you have helmet, you have no helmet, then you have no helmet with hood, and um, some, and then you have helmet but with wings on the side. Mm. And someone decided that this needed to also have helmet with wings and hood on top of wings. <laughs> um, and of course, the, that is the fifth arcs arc of Omen book, which you did not know about. We didn't know about the surprise. I thought they said specifically there was going to be four, and now there's a fifth. Yeah. I don't. I don't. They lied. Do do I even know you anymore, Games Workshop? Such liars. Um, I'm excited to actually read the fluff of that because he's supposed to fight Angron, which should be uh, a... Like, I've never been so conflicted about things in my life. I know. Who do you want to win? I... And then they're like, oh, and by the way, Dante's a Primaris now. He did that thing. They all do. Yeah, eventually. But, um... The biggest reveal, of course, comes off the Terminator uh, Tyranid little preview we got. Yeah. And all the rumors you heard were true. 10th edition is on the way. Unbelievable. From it's... the shadows with the chair. It's 10th edition. <laughs> and it's I funny because mean... last time on our, we were like, oh, they don't. No, they do that on like their own previews. They don't do that at Adepticon. Right. Like what? But historically, they don't do that. Yeah, no, events. it's true. <laughs> okay, but we need to talk about it, the live preview, how they did this. Because the preview was over. We were doing Q&A. We were 10 questions into Q&A. And someone goes, 10th edition? And they go, yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> Rolled the video. Tape. What? Rolled the video. And 
this is this is the madness of it. Like, there's the red herring of having a tweet that basically spells out Space Hulk on like images yeah. of a Terminator and a space and a Tyranid. Yeah. So obviously everyone that's going to be Space Hulk, and drawing out the entire preview until you get to the end, a quarter of the room has left. <laughs> yep. Like. Game Workshop cared so little about people seeing this preview that they were willing to let 25% of people go away and and just have them suffer through having missed the event. I think that's... to the bit. I was going to say, I think that's kind of the thing of them being like, listen, we tell you every year, don't leave early. Like, stay through the Q&A. I would like to... I would just like to apologize for what I said when that um, Terminator got ripped apart in half. Um, by that Tiernan. Did you just say hell yeah? Because that's what I, I said. I, I said, I said, I don't know. Do we say bad words on this show? Yeah, uh, okay, go ahead. I said get fucked, and I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> about like, that. I stand by is... it, but I am sorry. I yelled it in a very crowded room. There is a safe version that just get wrecked, but yeah, usually but... I follow it up by motherfucker. So it's <laughs> um. So yeah, no, they announced 10th edition, and immediately I felt like, oh well, that's it. Like the internet's gonna rip me apart for saying nah. <laughs> and it it feels like such though. a flashback of Dark Ages last year. It's basically if you want to know what's gonna happen, it, there needs to be a rumor that I'm immediately gonna say is bullshit, Bomb. and then right, it's gonna right. happen. Um, so the you know the backbone of the story for 10th edition is. Um, Tyranids, which of course has always been an ever-present threat, but for the last edition was just kind of like, yeah, they're there, they're doing things. But now, um, with the Indominus Crusade coming to an end, the the Tyranids are uh, very intent on eating everybody and everything. The best part is is Gilliman, uh, <laughs> the whole time is just like victory, 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 and you just see his little like display. Yeah. And like all of the red skulls just popping up. Like this is the weird thing, right? So he's he's all going through this this delusional narrative of winning, winning, winning. And at first it's all true because you see space yeah. wins in the animation just ripping Tyranids apart. Yep. And he keeps talking about winning and but and, and doing going his whole speech. While the Tyranids start tearing some space marines apart, mm-hmm. and like this, the, the, this one librarian gets messed up by a uh, by a, <laughs> a psychic Tyranid. Yeah, is that Terminator that gets ripped in half? Like it, yeah. like it's pretty gruesome. Like it's a good one, and he keeps going victory, victory, and you see all these worlds like lit in green that start flashing red until like even the galaxy looks almost covered in red. And even at the end, even as he's looking at that, he still says. Victory. It just makes you wonder, like, whose side are you on, buddy? <laughs> he's he's just another typical delusional uh-huh. space marine. But I, I I hate to remind people, but there are gene stealers on Terra. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh. And uh, the so we're we're getting they showed new Terminators. Um, a bit bulkier, maybe a bit more dynamic than even the more recent sculpts, but more importantly, looks like you're getting a heavy redo of the Tyranid line. Yeah. Which is the, awesome. uh, I, I believe the expression, I might be paraphrasing, but what was said is that everything you wanted yep. in plastic for Tyranids will be in plastic. Um, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I, they're they're greatly underestimating what I want to see in classic and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if just though the current units that are out, like the you know yeah. the Raveners are still fine cast, the Lictors are still Raveners fine have been plastic for a long time. Oh, I apologize. Um, I I feel like I because I had the same conversation with my brother on the way back yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. talking about Tyranids. Hey, he says, well, he's talking about, like, Raveners not being plastic. Raveners have been plastic for a while. Hmm. Why do people forget the poor Raveners? Anyways, go on. (laughs) Um, But it'll be cool to see. Of course, we'll get some new units out of it, right? Hope um, For Tyranids, I'd hope so. And um, a lot of the stuff in the chair, like we saw, that big brain bug you were talking about. Yep. Um, glowy 
glowy Terminator guy. Yeah, the, uh, the perhaps Doom of Malathai. Mm-hmm. I mean, they brought mm-hmm. back the Parasite of Mortrex, so why not? Yeah. Um, new, which they showed off at the preview. We we kind of we saw new Gaunts, and um, yep, there was a very big Carnifex in there too, um, and that model is is old. So hopefully we get new new one of those as well. But tenth edition, so their their tagline is kind of. Simple, but not simple. Sim- simple, but not simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, I think. Well, let I me. Mean, what do you guys think from what they told us we were going to get out of tenth edition? Oh, oh, oh. Well, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I remember complaining. Like one of my biggest complaints about ninth edition has always been stratagem and complexity. Like my mm-hmm. big, if, if if there is one thing that I dislike about games workshop's approach to warhammer 40k is they allow the rules to get in the way of the game in the sense that rules become an obstacle for people to get in to get started in the game or to get a game set up to play like just setting up a game at the beginning of a tournament can take like can take half an hour out of a two and a half hour game it's it's terrible it's not great and then you've got so much bookkeeping you need to memorize 40 Mm -hmm. stratagems I, no. I shouldn't have to, yeah. before every game, just go through all my stratagems just to filter out the ones that have nothing to do with the army I'm playing. Yeah, for sure. And basically, that's what they're tackling. They're, one of the craziest suggestions I had was limit the amount of stratagem you can bring per game. And that is one of the things they said 10th edition yep. had. And just that, just that in and of itself alone, I feel almost solves the stratagem thing. But then they do the second thing that I thought was crazy and they would never do is stratagems that are specific to units will be on the unit data card instead of being a separate stratagem, which is is bonkers. So right there, like already I'm just this is okay. We're getting 10th edition. That's a frustration because I feel I hate getting new editions because it resets the codex, which we'll probably talk about. But at the same time, at least it looks like I'm getting the game I want. Yeah. Out of it. Yeah, I think um the the fact that the unit you're like everything you need for every any unit you're gonna play is on that data card, right? And um like people like you were saying and like other people have said, right, I feel like I gotta carry three or four books around with me. They're saying they're saying that's not gonna be a thing anymore. Um, I mean, you know, time will tell, but hopefully that's the yeah. actual truth. Um and overall they've made they said they're making things more survivable. Right? Like AP across the board is way down, which is good. Well, we'll kind of see how that pans out yeah. because oftentimes, I mean, that's a little bit what they said the, the the goal was when they started increasing wounds for Space Marines and for certain units, right. always to make them more survivable. But then parallel to that, more and more weapons start to have a damage two or damage three. Right. It's the, the thing is, we'll see how this edition deals with how. 40k rules seem to be racing against each other all the time. Yeah. They did sure. address the fact that they wanted to deal with codex creep. And it's interesting that they acknowledge it that it's there. Um, I like their explanation for it because it's consistent with how I I've known people to write and work on artistic projects. Um, it's mostly the, the they get excited with an idea for a rule and then it just goes through and it gets under tested yeah. but it's not like it's not an intentional thing right they just have but, cool ideas and I understand that impulse oh exactly yeah. I mean, uh, and I, I, I want them it. to have cool ideas like I want them to do cool things you just gotta tweak the numbers a little then you'll be okay. And what, what's yeah, interesting and... is um, you can kind of see that in the simplified thing in the Votan Codex and even more so the World Leaders Codex, right? Because remember, we looked at the World Leaders Codex, there was like four stratagems per side. 
Yeah. Right? It's like four or six strategies per side. And the Votan Codex and that Codex, they dropped all the things where you could, like, beef up your characters for more points, right? Um, less war gear choices. So um, it definitely looks like they were had 10th, at least in mind, when they were writing those. Mm. What are you going to say, Jeff? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Um, so in, <clears throat> and what they said is with, right, day one, mm-hmm. all data sheets are free. Yep. The Rule- index data sheets yes. will, will specify. Rules are mm-hmm. free. Core rules are free. And, uh, but of course they said what, what I didn't want to hear was yeah. that eventually, you know, the data sheets will be superseded by a codex. Yeah. And now my hope is that, much like Age of Sigmar, we get a War Scroll pack of cards. Yeah. That has a little bit more information because the um, ones for Warcry, uh, for Age of Sigmar don't necessarily have all your rules in there. Yeah. But if it had, you know, okay, I buy the Space, the space Marine Code comes, comes out or the Chino Code comes out, I buy their data, sh- data sheet pack and I have all my army special rules and then all the different... You know, all the data or, cards and everything. I, I will also accept if um so you know how in you, you can put your codex code in the app? Oh yeah. Because they're redoing the whole app also. Um if they give me a printable version in there, mm-hmm. that would be fine also. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um I did I did play in all of the Adepticon tournaments. I had used um a I forget what it's called. I know I have butt in the name. Um, and you basically you put in a uh, battle scribe list mm-hmm. and it makes like half sheet cards for Ooh, you. Nice. Um, and it leaves out some of the rules that like it'll say the rule, but it doesn't fill in what they are for everything. So I did have to put some notes on sheets, um, but it did make playing a lot easier. Yeah, I can't imagine um, playing Age of Sigmar without the the data scrolls, yeah. right? Because there's yeah. like 800 units in just Sigmar for each army. So yeah. being able to, to get cards for the 10 I use in a game. Yeah, real good. Um, what else? They what I just thought of something they said, but I can't remember now. Oh, no. Well, the important mm-hmm. thing, I think, like the, the, the big takeaway is that they seem very conscious that the game has become more complicated and too complicated to play. Yeah. And that is going to be their driving philosophy moving forward in 10th edition. Yeah. So, like, it gives me a little bit of hope because, I mean, everybody loved 8th edition when it came out. Everybody loved 9th edition when it came out. And it's always at the tail end of an edition where it feels like every promise that was made, every simplification that we had kind of gets whittled down and we end up with the same overcomplicated bloated rule set yeah i'm hoping that they manage to keep a handle on what the driving philosophy is and we don't end up with that we end up instead with new units and new armies and new campaigns because those are the things that actually make the game interesting right yeah and and that's um the exact reason from 78th right it was so complicated with formations and you know tons of universal special rules you had to go look up and eighth edition was like a reset, and then ninth was a soft reset of eighth, and now it's just again back to the point where there's eighty, you know, like they said, you know, rules across a bunch of different books that you need when you're gonna play. Yeah, yeah and even composition is getting a complete rework, which is gonna yeah. be interesting to say. I didn't completely understand where they were going. Like I get the gist of what they said, but I feel like we're missing a couple of pieces of information to really have a a solid understanding of what composition is gonna be like. There's a lot of people making their own assumptions, but like again, like I prefer correct information. Um, the one thing that I am excited about now, I tell this story once in a while, is at one point I did attempt to get one of my friends into the game by getting him a complete starter pack for a Dark Angel army. Mm-hmm. That was a combat patrol, a core book, the Space Marine Codex, and the supplement to go with it. Uh, I painted his little army, etc. And the whole thing came down to roughly $500 Canadian. And taking a step back, that is a bonkers entry level for a miniature game. Now, what they say they're doing is that 
combat patrol boxes are going to be balanced against each other right out of the box. Which is amazing. Which mm-hmm. is amazing. The core rules apparently are supposed to be free. Now, we've seen this before, and I don't know how well that keeps getting updated. We usually get like a a welcome to Warhammer 40,000 version that's free and then like everything else later on that kind of disappears. But let's, let's assume it does stay free. And apparently the data cards that are specific to combat patrols are going to be free. Yeah. Meaning that a new player to the game or someone just wanting to try a new army can just saunter down to the local game store, get themselves a combat patrol paint that up, and they're good to go. Yeah, so they did specify that the Combat Patrol data sheets are going to be slightly different than the equivalent 40K ones in that, like, not in the same way that Kill Team is a completely different thing than 40K is. It's going to be a lot easier for you to transition from one to the other. So it'll be like, if a unit has three special rules in 40K, maybe it has one and a half in the Combat Patrol. So there's a little less for you to manage um, it also makes it easier for them to balance everything against everything else um, mm-hmm. if you're not too worried about special rules interacting in weird ways. Um, and so it just gives you that less to pay attention to. You know, like how I play the game all the time when I right, just forget right. <laughs> a third of my rules. Um, same idea, just on purpose. And what's interesting about that is it allows also for even um, even people that are really invested into the game to instead of collecting one army deep, they can mm-hmm. collect many armies wide. And to me, that's fascinating because that's kind of part of my philosophy. But like, it also reduces the entry uh, the entry cost of the game from that $500 I was talking about to about 190 still speaking in Canadian dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great move. Um, you know, the easier it is for people to get into the game, the better. And, um, I think this is in effect for the combat patrols, like the recent ones that have come out. I think they're already, you know, ready to go for 10th edition. Which is coming this summer, which is traditionally yeah. when new editions come out. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be here soon. Uh, I mean, three, four months next quarter, probably. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Usually it's usually like. Uh, late, late June, early July. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now, normally I would say there's good reasons to believe that we're going to see a starter box. That's going to be space Marine versus Terranit. Yeah. I think that seems, that seems like a fair, Mm -hmm. a fair plan. I am allowing for a 5% chance that this is not what we're going to see. And the reason for that is that the last time we had an animation announcing a new edition, it was uh, Battle Sisters versus Necrons, but the starter box was Space Marines versus Necrons. Now, probably because they want to have Space Marines everywhere, and that really uh, helps the case for Space Marines versus Tyranids, but you know. Now, they could do another box um, like they did with like the new units, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like the the Space Marine one that recently came out. What do they yeah, call the, it? The Strike Force uh, or whatever. That's yeah, Strike Force Arugula. So yeah. yes, so that's the that's the alternative, right? Is that it's it's a more basic box because it's a start. Like if they do, yeah, because they usually do a starter box for a new edition. Oh, yeah. So the starter box won't have all of the cool, super cool units, but there might be like an extra box or two. With the fancy new stuff. It is, I mean, I'm excited. Um, I know, especially towards the tail end of this edition, ninth edition, you know, some people have dropped out of the game, right? This because there's like, they literally have told me like, I don't want to carry three books around just to play my army. So, Um, less stratagems is, is great. There's way too many now. And you don't use, I mean, to be honest, like if you're, you don't use half of them anyway, right? So putting them on the cards of the units that that can use them is even better, right? Because I don't have to worry about flipping through a book and looking, having to flip past the the stratagem for Hellblasters or whatever when I don't even have those in my army. Right. right? I'm trying to find the one I'm looking for. So, um, 
we haven't really had too much other information so far. They there was a video <laughs> where they were like, "Oh, we're going to talk about how we make it made it uh, simplified, but not simple." And then they really didn't say anything new. No, they really did not. They're say like, anything. "Oh yeah, all the stuff I just told you in the preview. I'm just going to reiterate that again, um, and we'll go from there." So I assume over the next few months we'll get a lot more information mm-hmm. about what's going on. But I kind of feel like that's all we're going to be getting for the next few months. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we already know, right? We've got the final Arcs Roman book. You know, The Lion is, is coming out um, along with Dante. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we were there was a, a big AOS thing in between, you know, like they do. Yeah. And then, like you said, during the summer, we'll get we'll get 10th edition. But I'm excited. I'm excited for the com- the Combat Patrol format and um, just getting to see how the game changes and hopefully pulls people back in and uh, makes it less of a burden to play. Maybe even get some new people in that were uh, more difficult to uh, to convince. Yeah, and I'm sure that I mean I'm sure you'll see Combat Patrol tournaments popping up all over the place. Yeah, because they did say they are going to support that in their organized play. And let me tell you, at least, like, certainly for the box games, a lot of those organized play kits are really cool. So they could do something, something really fun with that. Yeah, cool promos. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of of cool stuff just for playing, right? You don't actually have to win. Yeah, yeah. Which is always nice. Well... That's pretty much all we've seen for 10th, but I mean, it's a, a very, very exciting, exciting time, as always, to be a 40K family. A new edition's coming out. Lots of trepidation, but hope. Uh, <laughs> Cautious optimism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was really the context of the 40K preview. There wasn't a, too much else going on. I guess that was a big enough announcement. For I mean, that was, that was a lot. Even though it was, you know, at the end of the, the whole thing. Um, so let's just talk about Adepticon in general. So how did it go for you guys? It was fine. It was fine. It was okay. It was all right. All right. Well, we'll move on. Um, I can honestly say the last 24 hours of Adepticon was some of the best time I've had in a long while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty great. I want to talk about the kids. All right. Yeah, let's take I, a moment. I feel let's, the need. Yeah. Okay, I okay, need okay. to recognize these these people. All right. So uh, Sunday morning, it's round four of the team tournament. Uh, we are in the bottom bracket, which is where we like to be. It's where we belong. It is where <laughs> we belong. Um, and uh, we face off against the high school heretics. Nice. Uh, they are. Four kids. It did. It like they, it looked like Hanson and a girl. Like it was, <laughs> it was. It was very much that. They all had. Um, they were playing Chaos Demons. Uh, they each played a different. Uh, you know, uh, allegiance to a different god, and they cool. all had their hoodies on um, for their god, and they were the best. I loved everything about the, like, the kids are okay. Like, these four were awesome. Hands down, my favorite opponents of the entire weekend. And we we played the friendly. Yeah. And those are good opponents. Those are very good opponents. It's, if this is what the future of 40K community is like, we're good. Yeah. We're in good shape. Yep. They're like a little more laid back, right? Like to sort oh, of... they were pretty intense. Okay. The so uh, uh, June played uh, against me on on my side mm-hmm. of the team. Uh, she was playing Dargle. She rolls up to the table and she says, "Okay, listen. Um, I normally play sisters, and some of these rules are a little confusing, and it might take me a little bit longer to figure stuff out. And I'm sorry." And I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Listen." You're my kind of player I'm, right now. I'm about three games away from figuring out how this army works. There's only two <laughs> rounds left, so don't worry about it. Um, her partner was a little more uh, on it, and he was he was a little intense. Like, so we got to the bottom of four. Like, uh, I was playing with Jeff's brother Phil, and we were getting our teeth kicked in because we just couldn't do anything. They just had all of the board. Like, 
it was Poxwalkers and uh, Zangors just filling up board space. And sure. we're like, well, we'll just deep strike in our own corner. And I guess this is how this is going to go. Uh, and so we get to the end of round of turn four. And I mean, they've got us well, easily max points. Yeah. Right. And uh, we're like, so we, we can wrap this up. And he's like, well, can we just, can we just talk through that last turn? <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. The talk through. Don't even worry about it. You have 85,000 points and we have one. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But yeah. So like, but I mean, they were cool. Like yeah, it wasn't, yeah. you know, like they well, weren't. That's the thing. It's not that they were not competitive. They definitely were, oh, yeah. were doing their best. But that's the thing. What makes them all right is that they were they were smart. They were clever. They were funny. They were into the game. Like they were they were there to try their best to win. Obviously, they were bottom brackets. They didn't go their way, but they were also there primarily to have a good time. And that that's the part that often gets lost with people from my generation is yeah. that I don't know. I, I, it's like we've been told that the moment you start having fun while competing, you're no longer competing at the top of your game, which is dumb. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, June, she asked about like other armies we had done. Um, because our display was noticeable. Um, and I told her that she seemed like our kind of crazy. And she said, yeah, we're hoping that next year when we're all 18, we can drive. And I was like, <laughs> yes, you are a delight. Do you want to tell them about the about the night fight? Um, I have to remind you what the night fight is. All right. So on JF's <laughs> side of the table... Uh, they had Karn the Betrayer. Oh, the night. I was thinking night time of no, day. No, no, night. So, yeah, no, the, uh, he, that, that's a very good example of, of good. the attitude that we're dealing with. Because on my side of the table, we just won against a high school heretic. We had a great time of it, but we did still a defeat on their end. Um, and they were playing Karn, Karn the Betrayer, mm. um, which we had to be careful about because, you know, he betrays. Yeah. Um, and at the very end, he. Caleb, Caleb, one of the kids wanted, I don't, I don't want to call him kids, one of my opponents um, wanted to charge my knight with uh, with Karn, failed the charge, which was uh, an utter disappointment. We uh, we brought back the papers to uh, the results to the judges, and when we came back to the table, he very politely asked me, do you mind if we, uh, if we just do the fight? Karn? <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and, and this is this is where Heck the difference yeah, is. I've played so many people that the moment a game is done, whether they won, but especially if they lost, they their priority is packing their models right. and getting the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. Uh, not playing what if games, not you know stopping for a chit chat. Like these are complete strangers from a, a completely different generation. And Verifying was like I, I it was a very similar experience to when I go play a pickup game with one of my friends and after we finish the game we have a drink to chat about the game and, and all sorts of other things. Yeah. I, it was it felt like it felt like a community experience and that was amazing. That's awesome. They were so great. I hope they come next year because they were great. Which brings me a bit to the award ceremony uh, at which they won uh, best new high school team or something like that. Best high school team, yeah. Best high school team. Cool. And <laughs> it, they, 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 it was they, so they cute because they were like, "There's, uh, we've got a new, we've got a new category. Uh, there is only one team competing <laughs> for it, but they absolutely deserve it." And I was so happy. Ah, awesome. they were great. I'm so proud. I was a proud auntie at that moment. <laughs> We're really showing our age by the way we describe and talk about these people. It's I just... mean, they could they could all be my children. Like the like they could no, just I mean, yeah, be my absolutely. children. <laughs> like I'm comfortable with that. Well, I think this is a fun thing about uh, about people that age that they could be our kids, but also like we could hang out. Yeah, they were great. You you know he's they even put in the practicing because that. That talk out the last turn thing is a is a tournament learned tournament behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, that's great that they uh, they had a that they were there and they're they're it looks like they're it sounds like they're excited to come back and and keep playing. For oh yeah. UK, yeah, which is good. Yeah, 
And listen, I played because uh, one of our games was canceled for the, the the team tournament. So I played seven games over three days. All of them were good, which is a yeah. new experience for me at at, nice. at a Devcon. Like, there's always like one or two games that aren't as great, especially in the team tournament. Like your your first few games tend to be against people who are a bit more motivated than I tend to be. But even the games against uh, opponents that clearly outclassed us in in uh, how their drive and their list building were still fun, and yeah. yet these guys were leaps and bounds the best. Yeah, did a, did a team drop? Is that why you had one of your games canceled? Or? I it think there was my, that, or yeah. there was an uneven number. Mm-hmm. We we were offered to play against. Uh, against some ringers but we'd have to wait for them to find the ringers and at the same time we were we had a mighty big display to put together before (laughs) showcase and we're like see so it's either play against ringers or go have dinner hmm yeah Mm. for sure Mm. like we're gonna lose like (laughs) (laughs) it was it had the potential to be our one win of the weekend the game we did not play I mean, it certainly is the only one where we won by 40-0. And the <laughs> the trick, the, the only way for us to do that is if we're playing against literal ghosts. Yep. Yeah. We're not good. No. But that could change. What if that changed? What if 10th edition means that I wind up okay at this game? God. I have to admit that one of my biggest weaknesses right now is I will especially with armies I'm less familiar with or I'm starting out with, I'll end the game with 12 com, uh, command points yeah. that I have not <laughs> used because I can't remember what I'm supposed to do with them. Yeah, And that is a big problem for me. Now, if I can start using them and using them well because how to spend them isn't quite like doing my taxes, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, you may not be great at playing the game, but you guys uh, did get awards for something else. Yeah, we were all right at that part. We uh, did good. Yeah. Um, they're being very humble. Um, <laughs> I'm not good at I, talking up I'm gonna t- the I mean, things. If, if you were at Adepticon and if you went to the uh, Army Showcase or On Parade or whatever the heck they call it now, um, you know who we are. Like I'm just I'm gonna go ahead and just wow. put it out there. Damn. Um, I mean, are like you couldn't miss us because we were very large and very bright, and there was stained glass and a titan. Well, the only way to miss us is if you couldn't see past the through crowd, the crowd. Yeah. Which is literally something that happened to a few people. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a so, lot. <laughs> so their display. Had a warlord titan, uh, gorgeously a, painted, very, by our very, very, yeah, and two, two stained glass windows with light behind, like backing light. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. One of them was the the base of the titan. Yes. yes. Yeah, we put a warlord titan on stained glass, <laughs> which seems like a great idea. It was brilliant. Um, it's, uh, I, listen, we were just putting every single dumb thing we could think we could yeah. throw at this display. We tried to do. We went so hard. <laughs> we went very hard. It was very demanding to bring to Adepticon, very demanding to build twice because we yeah. had to do it in the morning for judging and we had to do it again in the evening for the showcase. It's it, it. I spent a solid three and a half hours re- just destroying my throat, talking over crowds, mm-hmm. describing the the display and the theme over and over and over again to a multitude of people, which was great. Uh, once I got my rhythm, I every time was just a lot of fun, just talking it up. It was very much a, a team contribution. Uh, most people didn't get to see the banner because we couldn't have we didn't have a good yeah, place to set room. it up. But Amy yeah. made like this amazing banner for our team. We had we had giveaways. Uh, it's, it was just the best. Like, it wasn't our best painting for miniature, in my opinion. I think we, we we've done better in, on, in other years. 
Uh, they were cause... beautiful, though. They were, yeah, they were fine. Uh, I, I just feel that <laughs> after an entire pandemic allowing us to paint more, we fair. Okay, that's we, fair. We still fo- found a way to finish at the very last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Next year's gonna be different, you guys. I'm already behind. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm on time because I've already got one of my figs built. Yeah, how many days until next Dutch Gun? Three hundred fifty-seven as of this recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have some of my friendly army built, so that's that's something. Was I have my before? friendly army planned, <laughs> even though I don't have the rules. And that's that's always a fun thing yeah. when doing um, when doing team tournament things, especially with a new edition coming out, is that we have no precise idea what the end result is going to be like. Yeah, we might have to pivot. Oh, we're definitely going to have to pivot, but it's easier to pivot when you've got half of it done than to try to pivot at the last minute with zero, with nothing in in hand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no. The the entire experience of the the team tournament with the display was an absolute delight. Everybody was so cool about it too. Yeah. Um, I did like because they didn't give us our little paper right away, right? Your little like <laughs> you're in the showcase, and so like for a little while there was like this grain of doubt. <laughs> which seems ridiculous but especially because the reaction was yeah obviously <laughs> but you know well, we don't and, like to assume and i mean we only knew at the very end of the last day of the first day uh, after talking to the judge with whom we were discussing the fact that we didn't have any opponent like we like if we're going yeah. out to dinner we'd like to know did we make the showcase so yeah. that we can you know come back in time and 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 you know, do our setup and all of that. <laughs> uh, but and, and that's you get it now, right? Like every time I come to Adepticon with something that any reasonable person would say, yes, that will make the showcase and have doubt, you get it, right? It's 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 unreasonable, but it's still there. Sure, I get it. But anyways, yeah, the, the display. I'm going to at some point have uh, have photos. I'm I'm kind of going through uh, all the pictures I took to to make a a more rational montage of them. I already posted some in uh, a few groups, and I think on my own Facebook page. But I want something a little cleaner to put on the Fort Key Radio socials and on Warhammer Workshop. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So um, they announced all the winners. Uh, you eventually uh, Adepticon is going to have the results up. I encourage you to go see uh, see who who won. A lot of Canadian teams mm-hmm. for some reason. Uh, a lot of Quebec teams. Three out of four Canadian teams that won were from Quebec, and even some from my local uh, my old local gaming store. So that's going to be interesting. But the most interesting thing is that we were gunning for best theme of an appearance because that's the thing we can do. We're not going to get best general. We're not going to get overall. And we got it. And it was a delight. We went up. They gave us medals. They gave us combat patrols. They gave us airbrushes. But the best part is just like knowing that all the hard work is paying off. Yeah. And this is the first year that the medal felt secondary to enjoying the display alongside the people at the showcase that were enjoying it. Yeah. We, that was really nice. It was the first time we had such an, an experience where we could just stay next to the display and talk about and show it off, and it never got boring. Like it never slowed Good. down. Awesome. So that that was great. But then we get back to our seat, and as we're sorting through um, through the prizes, trying to decide who's going to keep which combat patrol because that's the priority amongst us. Yeah. Yeah. They start talking about another prize, and I am barely listening at that point because no, whatever they're talking about doesn't concern me. I got the prize I wanted. But they're talking about how they have this army on, par- on, on, on parade with all these different systems. Which it didn't used to be that games. way. It used to be an exclusively 40K team tournament thing, and over the last few years, a um, few Adepticons, they've opened it up to other things like they started with Sigmar and now there are people doing, you know, Marvel crisis protocol boards and And like all of these. Yeah. And all of these other games are making their way into the showcase, which is great. Like it's so fun to see all of the other stuff. There was a, uh, there was a a Sylvaneth army board across the way from us. That was so cool. It was massive. It was huge. 
Uh, no, the, the boards, like, it, he, he, here's one of the things, like, I, I didn't really mention. I didn't have a good chance to really look in detail at the other boards, but from what I saw, we didn't win because the competition didn't show up. No, not at all. People who made the showcase had brought amazing things. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Now they're talking about this and having this new award for the best of the showcase and how – Normally they wouldn't. They they they're doing the 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 the, the award ceremony for it now with the 40k thing, and there might like in in the future there might be a chance that the, the winners might not be might might not have been in the room. But this year the winners are in the room, and it's us again. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was great because one one medal is fun as you're going to a restaurant, but two medals clink as you walk. Yeah, yeah. Three medals are very heavy. Uh, Amy I'm won a friendliest player at the 40Q friendly, so yes, she had I three did. medals by then. I had three. Yeah. They were very heavy. And we will never hear, hear the end of it. Never. <laughs> it was so, good. It's <laughs> really good. It's good for Diego. Uh, it's also good that I'm done with this army because I was kind of <laughs> sick of painting. Like, of all the things, sisters and one of those armies, I don't enjoy painting that much. I also I don't necessarily have a preference for infantry, and mm-hmm. all I was painting was sisters about infantry yeah. to the tune of 70 miles or more. I was done. Yeah. And doing all the bases, like all of some like 200 bases for the entire army, I was. I was no longer enjoying this by the end. Yeah. But it was worth it. Yeah, because I got a piece of metal that I put in a box and put in my office and will won't see again for a while. I uh, I just put up my three new command hooks on my wall. Ooh. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You, won't, you won't see them again until you wear them to Adepticon next year? I don't wear old metals. No, you can't wear old metals. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's... Because that's the thing, like, you wear the medals that you won at Adepticon during Adepticon. That's that's just a normal level of pride in your accomplishment. Yeah. You wear old medals. That that's like a fifty year old man that's right. still wearing his Leatherman jacket from his old football day. <laughs> <laughs> like people are just Back gonna ask you. Day. Yeah, exactly. Like so, um, what color are your truck nuts? Like. Um, <laughs> Uh, your your awards are are well deserved. Um, I like I said I couldn't quite see your display. I wish I could tell you that you there was another opportunity, but a display like that. My brother said it best. It's it becomes performance art because it happens once or twice and then never again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it um. It was one. I mean, but I... one thing you can do now, because after three and a half years of keeping this secret, right, I can finally take my Titan out to war. Yes. So you could, you could come down, bring uh, bring some models, and you can fight my Titan at the local gaming store if you want. And and once Jeff gets those pictures up, you can see if you weren't there what they've been talking about, half yeah. talking about for the last three years. <laughs> yes. 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 Every time we said like we were talking about our secret army for Adepticon, that was the one. That was the the thing. And yep. <laughs> how disappointed would it be? Yeah. So finally, we could talk about that army, and it lost. <laughs> right. Um, lots of lots of great displays so <clears throat> this year, though. I mean, the the Sylvaneth one you're mentioning definitely caught my eye too. While I was walking, how can the it hall. not? It's just, there was the one that had the the. It looked like a window, um, yeah. that you could see the space the the ships out of, mm-hmm. but it was actually a mirror. They were inside. It was very good. Yeah, the, the Sylvaneth um, <clears throat> army. If you can, I'm sure there must be uh, pictures on some Adepticon page. But basically, it was a looked like a huge log spaceship thing. So good. So cool. Um, so did you guys uh, and how the friendly went well? I, I get finally get to see JF's uh, full army, which hopefully he'll post pictures of as well, with all his converted tanks. Mm-hmm. The friendly is always a good time. It's hard to not have a good time at the friendly. 
You have yeah, to try. You everybody, have to try. I have a good time. <laughs> I walked by it a few times, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. If you're thinking about going next year, uh, just so you know, the theme for the friendly next year is Back to the Future. Also, fair warning, tickets for 2023, uh, 2023 uh, 40K Friendly sold out in 27 seconds. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, people really, really get into it. There was plenty of people wearing jumpsuits or flight suits. Um, JF and I had our uh, Top Gun volleyball shirts on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I never felt so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, if if you want to have an idea of how the friendly goes, uh, when I walked by JF, he was just setting up a game with an opponent, and he asked them, "A shot or, or do you want a shot or do you want cider?" Yes. So that gives you a, a good idea of, of how that that event plays out. Uh, my round three, my opponent did not drink, and so we shared snacks, Ooh, even which was also very good. My second opponent didn't drink, so I offered him the choice between a Gatorade or a, uh, a root beer. Very nice. It was uh, the, one of the most delightful players uh, of the friendly. Uh, a lot of people know him, Keegan, who is just yeah. super like embodiment of the friendly. Without like a lot, a lot of times I make the joke like the friendly is all about like the, the booze and pretzel and getting drunk and playing games, but. I, he gets it even more that he's just like a chill dude to play against. Yeah, yeah. And he brought a lot of Votan infantry. It was <laughs> something to see. Like, there's a lot of warriors on that table. And I had a Death Strike missile, and they were all bunched up. And <laughs> it, 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 it looked like it was going to really pay off, and it didn't. Oh. Um it, I mean, it, it did some damage, but it's not like the, the, the Vortex missile stuck around for yeah, long yeah. enough to, to really pay off it was but it was a really fun game they were all they all were that's the thing like, depticon is just getting better and better yeah yeah every, every year it's there's more going on there's more to to see and, and, and do if you're not playing in events um you guys had thursday as like a, a hangout day did you did anything in the vendor hall catch your eye i, I don't think... i did real light in the vendor hall this year I don't think I spent more than an hour in a vendor at all. I did real light. I got some. Uh, I got some basing stuff from Huge Minis because I kept looking at them online and going, "Ooh, I really like that," and then never pulling the trigger. So mm. I finally got some of their stuff to try out. Um, but otherwise, I was very well behaved, which is sad. I was in a corner because. Last year, JF bought a bunch of stuff that he didn't paint. Yeah. And so this year, JF is punishing, Aww. punishing me for, for for buying things that weren't used yet. So next year, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought a gargantuan squiggeth. I haven't touched him, and but yeah. yet I had I painted an entire uh, forgeral plane since then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it right, so. Yeah, I didn't even uh, I didn't get anything from GW at all this year. I really just uh, I bought some brushes, but oh, I did, I did, listeners. Uh, I did get my Night Lord shoulder pads for Horus Heresy. I have officially committed. Uh, they didn't have any chest pieces, or I would have gotten those also. But I'll get those when I get the Dreadnought. So I've committed. I've committed to a chapter. It's about time. <laughs> How about you, Matt? What what did you uh what did you do at Adepticon? Uh so on Thursday I played on a little Marvel Crisis Protocol tournament, which was they they called it an affiliation battle, so uh the game split up into different affiliations and um basically there was an award for everybody who got best in their affiliation. Nice. Which I won for my affiliation. Nice. So I did get a medal, not as impressive as as a uh, some of the other medals, but I got one. So nice. That's uh, important. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of, f- and, th- and then the other days I just kind of I hung out. I was signed up for the tournament on Saturday uh, for Marvel Crisis Protocol, but I woke up with a headache at seven because everything started super early this year so, it so early like 8 30 <laughs> and i was like i think i'd rather sleep for a few hours instead of go play games so that's what i did on saturday and i mean there was like a 40 person wait list anyway so 
Um, yeah. You know, somebody filled in anyway. Um, I did get to try the Shatterpoint game. Ooh. Oh, I am very curious. Well, let me tell you. The demo is um, scripted. Like, yeah. Beginning to end. So they just sure. kind of walk you through a couple things, right? Because they were, they, of course, right, wanted to get as many in as they could. Of course. So it was, you know, they had everything was preset. They had your roll dice, but then they're like, okay, so let's say this is what you rolled. And they go through, you know, what happens. But um, sure. I think the game, it's tough to give an opinion when, right, when you have a demo right. like that. But I think the game has some potential. All it right. seems interesting. But I need to play like a, even just a real, a whole, a real demo, a couple turns of a game. Right? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You, there's like a what do they call it, the struggle tracker or whatever. So it's almost like um, the games were like the sort of the victory points move back and forth, and you, and you know you're trying to get more. I guess is the best way to put it. Sure. Um, but it's kind of there's three. Shatter points, and that's what they call them. And it's like you play two out of three, but the okay. game doesn't reset between those when the, that switches, right? When it's really what objectives are active on the board and what the objective is, but it doesn't. The game doesn't reset between those things, so you just kind of keep playing, which oh. I thought was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't really a much of as much of a demo as here's how the rules on a very basic level work, and we're going to walk you through that. So. Um, not as exciting as I would hope it would have been. Huh. Uh, the Golden Demon stuff. Did you guys check out, have a chance to check out any of that? I am very upset because I did not get upstairs to go look. I kept saying it. I kept saying, I need to go up there. And then next thing I knew, it was Sunday night. And I went, hmm, did not make we it. We even had a plan to go check it out after our... Um, our open game, one versus the other, yeah. which yeah, did which not never happen. happened. No. And because it didn't happen, we never got around to go see the, the <laughs> Golden Demon stuff, yeah. which is a massive disappointment. Lots of, um, I mean, you'll see the pictures on Games Workshop website, but again, lots of lots of great minis and a uh, a very, again, not you know the one that won wasn't super freehand or anything. It was just very, very well painted. With some, yeah. you know, non-metallic metal and kind of stuff like that, but nothing, you know, very different from the the crystal brush years ago. Where it was like, oh, this guy did this insane freehand that he spent a hundred hours on. He wins, you know. Yeah. Or one of my favorites that one year that the winner of the uh, crystal brush had this insanely well painted banner, like great freehand, amazing work on only one side. Right. Oh. Yeah. Which. In any reasonable artistic competition, forgetting to do basically what is half of an important focal point would have immediately disqualified you from winning. But that's the thing. Like we focus on such, we've been focusing on so much of the wrong things, like the bases and this or that fashionable effect. Like it's nice. The last two Golden Demon have just shown this is great painting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no gimmick, no, no weird things, no massive base like that's two feet tall for a twenty-eight millimeter tall fig, like just pure clean quality painting. And in, I mean, Crystal Brush was always weird to me, right? Because it was fifty percent the judges voted, and then fifty yeah. percent anonymous online voting. But if you were a person that was like a no-name painting, really even just something that's painting, right? You're posting all over your Facebook and your blog and stuff, so it's not anonymous when all your fans know which one is yours. Yeah. Right? Or the people that don't like you know and vote against it, you know, either way. Yeah. Um, there was also... Yeah, it it becomes ahead. a weird popularity contest instead yeah. of just being a judgment of quality. Yeah. And um, Marvel, AMG had their own little painting competition called The Worthy, which was Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. I'm sure it'll be, they'll have one for Shatterpoint next year, I'm sure. But um, if you have a chance, check out those pictures. A lot of really, really neat stuff there. The guy who won uh, did, what was it, Spider-Man fighting Dr. Octopus, but it was like on an angle. Like the base was the side of a building. That's cool. So that looks pretty cool. Um 
And that was, I mean, time to be in the hobby. I know any genre you want. There's, I mean, I saw some game Bushido, which was like feudal Japan. There's Mm -hmm. just like, everything is out there right now. If you want to play it, somebody's probably got a game for it. And I don't know if you noticed, but Battletech of all things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This year. I love, uh, I love Battletech. Like it's something I play once in a while, but, uh, yeah, one of my friends played in one of the events and they're, they launched a Kickstarter at Adepticon, yep. which like funded immediately. So that's back in a in a big way. They uh, a couple years ago re released like a starter set, and it's a lot simpler a game than it was before because it used to be quite a slug. There were um, little blind box mechs in the yeah. swag bags, and so now I like have I have one. I have they were selling those one. at their booth, and they sold out. I think they were done like first thing Saturday morning. They sold the last ones. Yeah, but every I'm every for a blind box. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and a good open gaming space this year. The bits trading was back this year. Um, not quite as much as there was years past, but there was still some. I didn't get anything, but there was still some stuff out there. So on the on the flip side, open gaming was on fire this oh, year. Oh yeah, that it was place packed. Was filled the we, they've time. already they've already like gotten a bunch of people to volunteer to paint more terrain for next year. And yeah, so that, that they can have more space. That was a great thing, right? They provided mats, they provided terrain. It was just tables that you could just if there was one open, you could go and play on. I uh, managed to get in a game of Epic on Sunday morning. We had been trying all weekend, and there was never any any space until the last day, but. Yeah, they have everything yeah. you need there to play. Just go sit down and play, which is awesome. It is. And the board game library expanded a little bit too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a miniature gamer, you're not going to Adepticon. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. It's it's definitely, they call it the best four days in gaming, and, and they're not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you like, there's something there for you. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why we call it Hobby New Year. Yeah. It's the, the it's the culmination, the absolute climax of the year in hobby, and immediately once you're done, you just want to prepare for the next one. Yep. Which That's what we did Sunday it. night. We sat oh, yeah. in the lobby <laughs> by the fire pit, and had a meeting. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Good. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I'm once again looking very much forward to going back to an event I left two days ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the countdown's begun. I'm sure lots of people are thinking about next year already. And um, 300, what was it? 357 days? Yeah. So I'm sure in 355 days you'll hear us talking about how we're not ready. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I refuse. <laughs> I think that's in what you said last defense, year, too. Like, yes, but. This it's already the, different this year. It's yeah, already this was the most this was the most prepared I've been for an Adepticon in probably five Adepticon. I, mm, there is definitely yeah. definite improvement in in yeah. my preparation levels. I think next year is definitely the year that I will flip this to where I don't have to paint the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And you know, and last year there was still a lot of um, trepidation, right? Just because. I mean, COVID was still a, a bigger thing than it was now, and there was definitely less people there last year than there was this year. This year, it felt like Adepticon was back. Yeah. It's because I was there. Yeah, of course. They heard Obviously. you were going, everybody was like, oh, I got to be there. Obviously. Got to see them win that, the awards again for best display and theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for the listeners out there? I think that's <sighs> it. Don't miss the showcase. Not, yes. not for anything related to our team, but even if we hadn't been there, yes, that yeah. showcase would have been mental and not not going to the showcase. Even if you think you have a good reason, like the showcase lasts something like four hours. So even if you do go out for dinner, there's no excuse for not going to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it also starts at like 8 o'clock too, right? So... Plenty, plenty of time to get. Have Say dinner. like eight thirty. Cause... Yeah, yeah. yeah let, let, uh, that's true. I did see you guys. Run, I did see you guys carrying stuff through the hall, 
Because I mean, technically, like so. technically, the last round of the team tournament ends at eight. Yeah. So if we'd played, we would have been <laughs> really. But I mean, there's there's still it's you know in the evening, plenty of time to oh, yeah. to get dinner or, or finish up your event and then go check out the showcase. Um, so let us know what you did at Adepticon. Post pictures of your army or yeah. the the cool swag you picked up. Um, I'm sure you'll be hearing more about our plans for next year as we get closer. What you know, what we, what we feel like we want to talk about. But um, it is Hobby New Year, so we'll talk about what, maybe the non-adepticon stuff we're gonna try and work on this year in our next episode. Oh, I have a lot to say about that, so tune in. <laughs> oh boy! But for now, uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhas Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.